There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I don't need no wine and dine. I want something high class. High class. I spend my nights at home romancing the podcast. Take a deeper dive into these movies that are trash. trash. Me once in a bookstore and then we'll smash. Roll call. By the way, Mikey, when we were dropping what episode we were doing, Paige said it right. When you described the movie to her, she said, oh, just like heaven. And you said, no, far from heaven. And then we all said far from heaven because we assumed the person who picked the movie knew what movie he wanted to do. And uh, no, he did not. I clarified with you guys two different times because I was like, I am absolutely sure they do not mean far from heaven. Far from heaven, I think think is like a really depressing movie about it's a like really racism famous in the 50s. movie yeah <laughs> yeah so i cut out every time mikey or i said it and then when i said your homework for next week is to watch and then i just dropped in pages audio from the one time <laughs> she said it right <laughs> so yes. it sounds like very disjointed but i don't want the listeners to be confused Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Mikey made us watch Just, Just Like, like heaven. heaven. Or Far From Heaven. So was this the first <laughs> So was this the first time you guys had seen this movie? This was my first time, yes. Me too. This was my first time, oh, I was think. It? Maybe I maybe if I did see it, I was not paying attention, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I get it. Maybe you were on Sean's couch, just really relaxed, just God. finished watching Bob's burgers. I get it. I mean, couches <laughs> were very important in this film. Yes, and they were. I feel yes. like we cannot understate the importance of couches in people's sexual development and relationships. <laughs> so I picked this movie because I thought it was gonna be like super bonkers. Now it is. Yeah, no, it's crazy. But also weirdly wholesome yes no it is it's uncomfortably wholesome is what i would say <laughs> the craziest thing in the movie is that after trying to steal a body from the hospital they just let mark ruffalo walk out of it <laughs> yeah oh, that's crazy a broken clock is twice right <laughs> a, a body right thief a is right twice a day mikey <laughs> yeah here's what's terrible so they kind of established that when he touches her body she can feel it oh yeah they don't explore how creepy that is at all. Oh, I know. Towards the end, I was like, please don't tell me she's going to be like, go back to the hospital and have sex with me one last time before I die. Yes, that's what I thought <laughs> was going to happen. 
and I was like, and then, and then, and then, and then he's like, there's only one thing I can do. I, we gotta get a van. And I was like, he's gonna fuck a corpse. Oh no. Oh no. Technically, she's not a corpse. She's just in a coma. Either way, that would be right, dark. Right, right. And I'm glad it didn't go there. Well, yeah. I mean, he, it doesn't get, it doesn't go there. It doesn't go to it a does weird not, place. No, it does not go there. But what did you guys think about it? Like top to bottom, soup to nuts. What do you guys think? I didn't hate it, I guess. I didn't hate it either, honestly. <laughs> uh, I did not like it though. I mean, like I didn't vehemently dislike it. It rides a line for me where it's it's like not crazy enough for me to to like yeah, laugh like, uproariously <laughs> right. at it, but not genuine and romantic enough for me to like it. Like it's not while you were sleeping, but it's also not the night before Christmas. Yeah, right? And like it's in the middle. And so I'm kind of like, eh. but also I realized as we were watching it, we have had multiple Mark Ruffalo movies. Yeah, over he's time. so charming in this. He's so charming in this and i realized that we have watched more mark ruffalo than any other avenger on this podcast really like That's far true. and away yeah yeah i was like interesting because in fun facts they were like he was in the avengers i was like yeah no shit that's <laughs> like, wild okay cool yeah i mean he's the hulk of course he's yeah of course yeah he did a lot of romantic comedies for a while he did that was like his lane which is wild to me because he's not like super attractive but i think he is super charming i think he's super attractive uh, in this movie but he's not like chris evans hunky if that makes sense he's a i mean he's a different kind of attractive you're not going for the same demo with that with this kind of film you're going for middle-aged mommy types yes you no, know what i'm saying no, no, no. i agree mikey and mark ruffalo the moms love the mark ruffalo yeah i'm sure they do but also, hey, I am solidly in that Chris Evans doc demographic oh, as yes, I have expressed are. many times on this show. Absolutely. I found Mark Ruffalo extremely attractive in this movie. Yeah. I was down. Especially, they have him getting out of the shower shirtless all the time, and he don't look bad. No, he's doing Ooh, it right. He doesn't look bad. Yeah, no, he's, he's in great shape, yeah. And this is also early 2000s before you had to like have a 14-pack to be considered hot in movies. But even so, he's in, he's in probably, aside from the Hulk, the best shape we've seen Mark Ruffalo in on this show, definitely. Well, he's I, the I Hulk, Mark Ruffalo, like as Bruce Banner or whatever, he's got abs. Like, his dick has yeah. abs in Avengers. <laughs> my favorite is Thor Ragnarok. That's my ideal Hulk. I really like that Marvel saw Guardians of the Galaxy and they're like, oh man, we should make Thor like this. Yeah. And I was like, you should. And it was great. I love Thor Ragnarok. It was great. Yeah. Ragnarok's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah. Same. But they really just like rip off the Guardians of the Galaxy like themes or like it's stylized like Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm totally here for. Yeah. I think they made a, a, an overall stylistic choice to be like, we want all of our space stuff to be like Guardians. Like, yes. Like wacky. Yeah, because kind of. at that point, every time you go to space after, it's very cyberpunk, neon yeah. Genesis craziness. Yeah. yeah. With like rock music from the late 70s, 80s. Yeah. I fucking love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think I think it. they made, I think they did a good choice because it's not just a random thing. They're just like maybe we should make because like oh I could talk about Marvel stuff. Me in too. Depth, but. They very clearly made that choice after the first Guardian success, which I get mm -hmm. and I loved it. So I was I'm here for it. So all three of us have played at least a little bit of the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah. Yeah. Where they change what Star Lord looks like. Which do you prefer, movie Star Lord or game Star Lord? So I prefer game characters, ex except for except for Drax. I like I like Dra movie Drax, but I like all the game models better than the I actually like the plot their interactions their characters better because yeah. it's different enough 
where it feels like a whole different vision of Guardians of the Galaxy. I am a huge dork. I will say game Peter Quill looks more like Captain America, and I am here for that. (laughs) I didn't think about that, Paige, but that is absolutely true. He does look more like Evans than Pratt. Absolutely. I love that game. But maybe we should talk about just like heaven. Yeah, okay. This is not an episode where we talk about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Not not much fucking happens. Uh, I'm I'm down to keep talking about the relative attractiveness of Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) It, It was nice to see like the reverse of like usual my relationships where it starts out really hot and heavy and then she ghosts you where it starts out with a kiss and then like some stuff happens and then like then she's a ghost mikey do you kiss on the first date normally <laughs> where are you like a, no matter how bad it goes i'm gonna kiss her and see if there are sparks kind oh of thing? that's a bad idea i think Don't it's a bad that. idea too yeah i'm not that okay no if it's going really well i would i hope so yeah but for me it has to be going real well for me to want to kiss you on the first date oh yeah yeah. I was on a terrible date one time with a dude who must have had that rule. Yeah, you've told us his story. It sounds terrible. But he was an amazing kisser. Ooh, that's why he kissed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I honestly had a moment of like, how much of this would I put up with? Not enough. Well, you see, Paige, he met the devil at the crossroads and he gave up being charming <laughs> to be a great kisser. To be a great kisser. And he had to oh, win a fiddle God. match to even get that ability. Ooh. I don't know why when you said crossroads, immediately my mind went to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Harmony Crossroads, and I don't know why. I'll see you at the crossroads. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I will say this. I am all here for movies that are straight up magical realism like this is. Like, she's not dead, but her spirit's still walking around haunting Mark Ruffalo. Like, I am here for it. But I will agree with you, Paige, about it's not so bad it's good, and it's not so good it's good. It's like that middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed it to be slightly crazier like what was the other one we watched with dead eva longoria over her dead body yes over oh her my dead body God, yes with uh what's that girl's name who i love and she just didn't lake get- bell yeah i love lake bell man she's so good and she just didn't get many opportunities to play that sort of character after that right she's so good man i think she's a solid actress yeah no and and i was kind of thinking about that as i was watching this because that movie's fucking nuts yes it <laughs> like- is That movie goes so far into bonkers territory that like we had crazy fun talking about it because it was wacky. This one, I was just like, it stays, it plays it too close to the vest. It stays too conservative. Yeah. But also it was so predictable. I knew she was in a coma like five minutes into the movie, even having never seen it before. And then because they can't touch at all and because they spend most of the movie solving, in my brain I said solving her murder, but like... (laughs) I mean, honestly, if that doctor got his way, the the Phoenix doctor guy, if he had gotten his way, it would have been a murder. But so as they're solving, you know, her her thing, I also had had kind of a struggle with like, A, she seems to be to remember a lot of stuff about her apartment and nothing else. And they pick and choose what she can remember and what she can't, which really doesn't serve the story well. But then on top of that, because they're just looking for her. There's no chemistry. <laughs> like, yeah. this is the most charming we've ever seen Mark Ruffalo. And there is negative chemistry in this movie. And then they can't even kiss or touch or anything. And you're just like, this is a watch. There's some on the rooftop, but that's it. Yeah. That's that, but it. that that scene is 55 minutes into the film. Yes. He is carrying all of the chemistry in this movie. Yeah. And that's why he 
he's the Hulk because he's strong enough <laughs> to carry the chemistry for an entire film. His secret is his dicks had abs this entire time, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always horny. Yeah, when he's talking to Donald Logue or whatever his name is. I also love Donald Logue. Me Logue, too. He's so woefully great. underused in this film. I know, but he is great in this movie and he's great in everything. I wish I saw more of him. Anyway, um, when he's talking to him and they're like about to steal the body and then he like says, I love her. And then he turns to her and says, I love you. I like looked at the screen and I was like, do you? Do you? Are you sure? Because that's not something that we've witnessed really. <laughs> no, that scene is very strange because they very clearly wardrobe made some sort of mistake that day and didn't give Donald Logue a jacket because they knew he was going to be in a lab coat. Yeah. And they pull back and he's in a weird tucked in T-shirt and it's the worst he's ever looked on Earth. And yep. I don't it's not his fault. It is no. clearly somebody who has just not dressed him enough yeah and so then when he puts the lab coat on he looks fine but i was just like somebody forgot to give him a hoodie or something <laughs> like why do you think i wear a hoodie everywhere gotta cover that belly hey same <laughs> <laughs> that's why i layer up you can't see the dick abs if i layer up <laughs> oh my god okay do you think you guys would get along okay, if you were single like i'm single mm -hmm. i don't know if i would like a ghost in my house. I definitely wouldn't want a ghost in my house. Get the fuck out of my house. I'm gonna sage the shit out of that house. But like, she's like hot. She's like a blonde and she's just like there. Oh, I don't care if she's hot and blonde. Get out of my house. You're also just describing your type. So no, she can get the fuck out of my <laughs> so house. No. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, what's the difference between having this like petite blonde woman yell at you about touching stuff and dating someone? I was like, it's the same experience <laughs> for me. So what you're saying is it was totally believable that they fell in love because they had been dating for a month. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Well, and also this movie only takes place over a month, which I think is wild. I know, The amount right? of things that happen in that month. Yeah, but they're living together for a month. So it's like a love is blind type situation. I mean, kind of. <laughs> love is in a coma. He can't touch her. And sometimes the things that keep you from murdering the people that you live with is having sex with them. So like, oh, it'd man. be rough. That is the truest thing I think that will ever be said on this podcast. <laughs> on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, yeah, sometimes the thing that keeps you from murdering each other is is hugging each other and having sex. Sometimes it's not enough. I have it's broken enough up all the with, time. with some good sex because the rest. Yeah, it's it's not the only thing. I'm just saying oh, that it yeah. is an element to stopping each other from murdering each other absolutely. when you're stuck in a house. I just wish there was more scenes of them like staying up all night like that one night and like talking yeah, all the time. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I needed. Like there should have been like a 50 questions sort of a thing where he was like asking her questions or vice versa to like to like try and figure out more about her because she doesn't really know. Although it does seem that when she's pressed, sometimes she can remember like she does know yeah the rules are unclear yeah 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 oh the rules are the whole thing. Yeah, yeah 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 suspend your disbelief yeah you have to <sighs> the effects were garbage and i loved it yeah the oh the effects are terrible i i'm trying to think mikey of like like if chris evans was a ghost in my house how long could i put up with that as a single person and i don't know <laughs> yeah if i was single i probably would be down to like figure out what was going on although i wouldn't commit to the yes i'm talking to someone who no one else can see like bit or conceit 
as hard as Mark Ruffalo does. Like he talks to yeah. her whether he's alone or whether he's in public. Like it does not matter. People who do hear voices or see things, it is very hard for them not to respond because it's like a, a Reese Witherspoon talking into your ear the whole time. Yeah. It's hard not to talk back. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think for me, the main problem would be I've seen too many horror movies and I would probably burn the house down first. Yeah. Uh, because I'd be like, there's a ghost in this house. <laughs> Fucking run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy would be uh, been committed fairly quickly for any of the numerous outbursts. He almost gets committed in the last scene. I would have checked myself in. That's one where I would have been <laughs> yeah. like, hey, Paige, no one else could see this person. I think it's time we go to a doctor. Yeah. Uh, except for Napoleon Dynamite. He can see her. I don't even trust that he can. But yeah, Napoleon Dynamite's in this movie. And I love his character in this movie. Dude, at the end, when he is just seeing her out the window and she's like paying at the meter and he just gives her the thumbs up, I was like, this is exactly how I wanted their story to wrap up. <laughs> like, in like a very creepy but like, she's like, what the fuck is happening and he like, just starts <laughs> dancing to thriller in the middle of the store um excuse you it was canned heat by jamiroquai no i know but oh, for this okay. it has to be thriller because it's yeah, she's a ghost yes well that's i mean fair. like a coma a coma a coma spirit <laughs> a coma, coma spirit. spirit a napparition Hell yes! Oh my god! Hey, have you guys ever napped so hard you left your body? (laughs) Yes, hundred percent. I'm gonna take a nap so I can haunt that body later. (laughs) Let's go shop for new apartments. I did think it was a little crass at the end when she got her body back. That he was like, "Are you now ready for an inner body experience?" (laughs) No. Page, page in her body. (laughs) I get it, Mikey. (laughs) God damn it. Now I just need, like, I want Mikey's one pickup line from every movie we do. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I want. No, I I mean, I think that should be like a segment we do at the end. Like, we'll do fun facts. We'll do box office. We'll do are they still together? And then, Mikey, what is your one pickup line from this movie? Okay. Are you ready for an in her body experience? I can commit to this bit. I will commit to this. I love it. I love everything about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but do you guys want to get into this movie so we can talk about it bonkers scene by bonkers scene i guess but it's like not that bonkers it's just like two people who don't like each other talking a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is like when we watched four weddings and a funeral and i was like why do all these people who don't like each other keep getting married i do much prefer this movie to four weddings and a funeral though yes 100 percent. this movie i was like at the rooftop scene i was like his wife died and you brought him back i was like <laughs> Oh, for reasons that are external of this movie, like this this past week has been like a very emotional week for me. So like a lot of this movie I cried through, but it is unrelated to the movie. <laughs> All right. Let's just get into the movie, though. Let's, let's talk about it. All right. Uh, so we open on Reese Witherspoon sitting in a, a garden that's like it reminded me of the fairy world in True Blood, which people at the time used to compare to a tampon commercial. And I was like, this does look like a tampon commercial ass garden. I could see that. Yeah, I love that. Mm hmm. Uh, But she's also in like a plastic school chair and somebody wakes her up and we realize that she's been asleep in the break room for six minutes yeah, and has been on for 23 hours to try and earn an attending spot at this hospital. Yeah, because right now she's a resident at St. Matthew's, which is like being a doctor. I guess she's still technically a doctor at this point, but like she's not done with her training yet. Right. And we kind of see her go on rounds. We get like a montage of her doing doctor shit. A lot of dudes hit on her and she's kind of slapping them. 
them away. That old guy keeps proposing to her, and I loved how she handled it, but I feel like that's also a dicey way to handle it. Yeah, well, and she also, it shows her, like, double typing on two keyboards. Yeah. And then it shows a, a guy who is clearly on some sort of hallucinogen licking a window and then, like, he tries to bite her later, which is wild. He, well, and they have to, like... Restrain him. Yeah, that, that guy, like, attacks the asshole doctor, and they do have to restrain him. And then she comes over and saves the asshole doctor by giving him some sort of injection to knock him out. And that's when they tie him up to the bed in the hallway. Yes. And then later, at the end of this, like, little, like, work montage scene we see, that is when he, like, tries to bite her like it's 28 days later. Yeah, and that would be the craziest part of this montage, if not for the thing that happens next, where she is walking down the hall. <laughs> Hallway, eating a salad and, and then, then hands, hands it the to salad. somebody else <laughs> yeah. and they start and eating starts it. eating the salad and then later we see that that girl later in the movie and she's asleep with the same salad in her lap yeah or or a near identical yeah. one and i was just like do they think women share salads like i don't know but that salad's touched more women than i have in the last three months <laughs> <laughs> So only one, Mikey, is what you're saying? Only one for you? I don't want to answer these questions. We'll leave you alone. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I've been out much on the 2022. You haven't made the rounds like the salad. This is yeah. one of those scenes where I was like, oh, this is definitely pre-COVID. Yeah. You're like the hospital salad girl. Mm. <laughs> Everyone gets a crouton. <laughs> it made me think of, you know, those stock images of women laughing at salad where it's just like people yes. in marketing don't understand women at all. So they're just like, normal woman laughing at a salad this was very much that for me where i was like whoever made this is like what do women do share salads great put it in <laughs> i do love those memes though i can't remember who it was but like someone got like four of those pictures together and then above it in like that white text above the meme it says salads are hilarious yeah <laughs> yeah it's so funny <laughs> but it, this scene really just serves to show that she's overworking herself like her work-life balance is way off because she's trying to get that attending position yeah and it really is between her her and the asshole doctor who we overhear has an offer in Phoenix, but he doesn't really want to go to Phoenix because it's not as nice as San Francisco where they are. Yeah. And as somebody who is overworking themselves currently to try and achieve things that they want, hard same. Yeah. Like I fully empathize. Yeah. When I was watching her, I was like, oh, 23 hours. That's that's about right. Yeah, I, all, yeah. of us, all three of us work way too much. I know. Anyway, so we cut to the bathroom where all of the other residents and one of their mentors are all kind of getting ready. Yeah. And one of them is going on a date with her ex because he hasn't told his mom they're divorced. <laughs> Another one is like her husband's bugging her to have kids. And essentially all it does is reveal that Reese Witherspoon has no one. She's alone. She's going to die alone. And I love that. Like, I think it's the one who they give the advice to stop shaving her legs so her husband will leave her alone about the kids thing, which yeah. I don't think that's accurate. I think guys will <laughs> yeah. still have sex with <laughs> you if you don't shave your legs. So yeah, I, I have mean, had lots of sex with unshaved yeah. legs. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you guys. Guys, like, if I'm into you, if they're like, oh, I haven't saved my legs in three days, I'd be like, well, they're going to get friction now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will, and this is a real weird note. Uh, I recently found a razor I really like, which has prompted me to shave more often than I have in the past, especially because we've been home for two and a half fucking years. Right. So Billy Razors, I guess, if you don't like razors, they're not paying us. This, this episode good. brought to you by Billy. Billy, if you don't Billy. like razors and don't like paying for podcast sponsorships, Billy. <laughs> Billy. Yeah, Billy will come over and shave your legs as much as you want. Oh, honestly, though, honestly, if there was someone who was like, I'll do it for you, you just have to stand still and listen to a podcast. 
podcast or sleep standing up, a hundred. Yes, take my money. What's Jake doing? Like, <laughs> what, like what is he even doing over there? One hundred percent. I'm gonna see uh, like Mikey showing up to like listeners' houses with like a fake pressed on mustache with a name it's tag I, that says Billy. Billy. <laughs> it's I, Billy, the shaver. Bring me your leg hair. Do you like do you like shaved icebreakers? <laughs> what are legs like you doing on a girl like this? <laughs> we already know he has a thing for legs and Bob's burgers. I do. That's I do. true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I should never have told it. I can't believe I haven't, I haven't told those stories stories before i cannot believe the first time you mentioned that stories was on the can't buy me love episode that was bonkers (laughs) (laughs) anyway so we do find out that reese witherspoon does have something to do that night she's seeing her sister and her nieces yeah she's being set up on a blind date yeah with whom you'll find find out out. later yeah we don't know for another i don't know this movie's 94 minutes we don't find out for another 90 minutes 92 (laughs) minutes yeah yeah although i had kind of suspected that. Yeah, me too. The one thing I didn't suspect was that Donald was JJ. I didn't yeah, suspect that. Yeah, right? I, I love that. But that I, was great. I love that too, but I, I just didn't suspect that. My whole my favorite line from the whole movie is the only reason I'm doing this is because someday I'm gonna have to call you to move a body. <laughs> I don't want you to ask any questions. I was hundred percent sure that like Mikey and I will have that agreement at some point in our life. <laughs> I do I do really like we haven't gotten to it yet, but Donald Logue is basically playing Mikey in this yes, movie. Yes, absolutely he is. Yeah. Like if I was in Mark Ruffalo's situation, <laughs> this is how it would play out. And Mikey would be Donald Logue and I would be Ruffalo. You wish you could be Ruffalo. I wish my dick <laughs> yeah. had abs, yeah. <laughs> oh. Your short budget would be like out of control though. No, I know. I do a lot of dick ups that I just don't have the definition because it's too fat. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's just uh, let's just move on. <laughs> you just dunk it in pre-workout before you start. <laughs> My dick's like, get some! <laughs> I, I just, I picture it being in pants yelling that. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. 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 I, I nothing. didn't hear anything. Nothing. It's my text message <laughs> notification. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I need someone to isolate the me yelling, get some as my dick and then send that to Mikey <laughs> so we can make it his notification. I'm not a monster. I silence my phone. Yeah, same. I haven't had a ring on my phone forever. Like years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she's going to be set up to be murdered. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she's going to be set up on a date at her sister's house with SpongeBob lasagna because I guess her her sister's horror children. Yeah. Who are only cool in the last part of the movie. For the first two thirds of the movie, they are a nightmare. One of them put SpongeBob in the lasagna before it baked, apparently. Which you have to make a whole new lasagna. Like that is not edible anymore. I mean, depending on what SpongeBob is made out of, yeah. 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 If it was a SpongeBob popsicle, no, you're good to go. No, it's just a unique fusion flavor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why? Why does this lasagna taste like cold pineapple? <laughs> hey, who put Harry shade? ice in a bo- SpongeBob in the <laughs> lasagna. Is there scotch guard in this? <laughs> the secret ingredient is love. And also a sea creature who practices karate and lives at a pineapple. But also like keep your kids out of your food. It's not that hard. They're small. <laughs> yeah, don't bake your children. <laughs> It's a very good pro tip. So if you're like hanging out with your kids, Hansel and Gretel, keep them out of your food. Keep them out of your food. Yeah. They're gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, do want to bring up, I told, 
I was at the movies with a friend and I told him my thinking of like, if you lose a limb, no one's using it. Like, don't you want to know? And he was like, that's horrifying. It is. I don't know if we can remain <laughs> friends. What? You can't be friends with him because. You- no, no, no. He he was fully roasting me, but he was like, that's the craziest what? thing I've ever heard. At least one bite. At least one bite. I know. And I was like, you could share it. You guys talk about cannibalism more casually than Army Hammer. Like, what is happening? <laughs> I would rather taste, like, if my arm gets cut off, I'd rather taste that meat one time yeah. than any sort of other fluid that comes out of my body. <laughs> I'm, okay. That gets snowballed back into your mouth, is what you're saying? No, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying which. I'm saying all. I'm saying all fluids. That, I'm saying all. I'm just saying. It's not like they can reattach it. It's not like they can put it on someone else. Right. It's just going to go in the trash. There are kids in other countries. No, Mikey, no. What? Were you going to say that need food or that we can eat? Hang on. Because one of those is a little bit more appropriate <laughs> no, than no, the no. other. No, no, no. It was that need food. Basically, don't waste food. Okay. Don't waste your extra limbs. Okay, I thought <laughs> he was going soul and green with it, Paige. I got very concerned. <laughs> there are kids in other countries and ours who would want that limb to eat, Okay. <laughs> I don't think they would. I I feel like Mikey and I are the only people because my friend was like, remind me to never die around you. I know. <laughs> I exactly. Like, yeah. No, if you die, that's different. I mean, if it's us or them, Paige. I, if it's us or them or if we're on an island, sure. But if you just <laughs> die, like your bo- your family wants yeah, your body or whatever. If you're just dead. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is me. Like if I lose a limb, but I'm going to keep on living without that limb, I can consent to to that limb. Okay, imagine this huge party and like I'm at the grill and everybody's there and I tricked you and they're like oh my god what's that smell it smells delicious and then I open it and it's just my fucking arm on the grill and I'm like <laughs> we're gonna try my arm <laughs> I love that up until that point Paige none of us had noticed that he had lost an arm <laughs> that's what I was thinking too I was like with a prosthetic and nobody noticed he has that arm from uh, arrested development with the guy who always gets hit by the car like the see here here's the thing though you gotta you gotta go for like that sweet sweet leg thigh meat cut it up tenderize it vacuum seal it so you can sous vide it okay we've got to stop this is like 10 minutes of cannibal yeah you guys literally are talking about this more than army hammer like the only person who's enjoying this is army (laughs) hammer and he's jerking off to our podcast and that is something i cannot abide i would love to interview him on this podcast Army Hammer, no, if you're out there. Here's the thing. He was not going to do it consensually. He was like, I, w- I want to hunt and kill or whatever. And that's where we draw the line. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. this is our own meat that we're just not using. But think of the buzz about that interview. I think we would do well. No, I think that would be very bad. We would ask him, if you lost an arm, would you try your own arm? And like, I'm his sure aunt, he would. And people would care about what he had to say. What if he said no? That would be. I mean, then that's sex. exactly he's like man meat gross we're asking the hard hitting questions to our celebrity guests start the rumors he ate his own toe it was tofu (laughs) god that was such a fun birthday party god ben's the best by the way ben's like a 75 year old man we talked to at a party and i am in love with him i think we told that story but like yeah you did you told it last week yeah but see, that's a man who's lived and understands the value of human meat. <laughs> <I'm so sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> like after he said that joke page, I looked at Mikey and I leaned in and I was like, should we have him guest? Like this dude's hilarious. <laughs> 
I mean, I've never seen someone that age, yes, and as well as he did. I know. In something so vague so quickly. It was amazing. I mean, you've never, I mean, you haven't spent enough time with my father. No, we have not. But this guy's like your father's dad's age. this guy's way older than your father. Yeah, oh, he is way older than my dad. He's your father's father's. (laughs) My father's father. (laughs) When my dad gets to be 75, I'm sure he'll be yes, and in crazy shit. He used to deliberately embarrass us in restaurants where it'd be like, like we'd go to Fuddruckers where they like call your number. Yeah. To pick up your food. And he'd be like, okay, when they call our number, we have to jump up and act like we won a prize. And oh, I was like, no, no, we don't have to. I he's love like, yes, it. We do. And I was like, people are going to look at us. And he's like, because they're jealous that we're having more fun. <laughs> and we did it. And people did stare at us. And then we got back to the table. I was like, I don't think they're jealous. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> God damn it. Does your dad ever do anything <laughs> that is not awesome? Like, no. Fuck, I'm so glad that I have been adopted by your family. Again, the, the paperwork mm. is still processing, but uh, we'll be sure to notify you of any update. This is incredibly hurtful. This is a cannibal family, not a non-cannibal family. And they have adopted me. Oh, you guys won't take me because i won't eat people this is gross this is terrible let's move on (laughs) anyway uh so that guy tied to the gurney tries to bite her oh my god (laughs) is that where we are oh yeah and i saw it in my notes like 10 minutes ago and i was like i'm just gonna save it i'm gonna wait give me that salad Give me that sweet, <laughs> sweet Reese meat. <laughs> yeah. But this is where like, we find out that the asshole doctor, whose name escapes me, but he it has been working for 12 hours and she's been working a little bit longer than that. I mean, it's like 23 or whatever. And the Dr. Right. Walsh, is it Walsh or Welsh? It is Dr. Walsh, which was the name of my pediatric physician as a child. Oh, no shit. Yeah, for like 10 <laughs> plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Uh, but yeah, so he says they have a gunshot wound and he's like, which one of you has been on shorter, more or less? And so he, yeah. he tells the asshole doctor to go take care of the gunshot wound and Reese he's like hey Reese I wanted to tell you that you're gonna get the attending position because she's the one that doesn't try and kiss his ass and I I even like that he was like which is a risky move but I like it yeah well (laughs) essentially what he says is that she's there for the patients not the job like she wants this job but she wants it so she that that she can help people. Yeah. And we find out at this point she's been on for 26 hours straight. Yes. He even says it. He's like, you've been here for 26 hours. The only thing I want from you right now is for you to go home. Yeah. And he did just tell her she got the job. I thought this was a weird little thing that happened though, because she gets the job and he says, go home. So she goes and changes. She leaves. We see her in the outfit. She's going to be wearing the rest of this movie. Yeah. And then she gets to the parking lot and the doctor who just went to go take care of the gunshot wound is also leaving. Right, right, she right. She sees right. him in the parking lot. So the guy who got shot is just dying somewhere because no one's there to help him. No, the guy died like real quickly. So the, the surgery scrubbed or whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> it's because she gets in the elevator and someone pulls her to go look at a bowel obstruction. So she ends up staying another few hours. Oh, oh, okay. I missed that part of it. Okay. And that's yeah. why she's late to dinner because she's calling on the way to dinner. She's late. And they're like, don't worry, your date is late too. Uh, But she's like, hey, I got the position. I'm staying in San Francisco. She turns up the radio. She hydroplanes because it's raining, as it often does in San Francisco. And she gets hit by a truck. Yeah. So we cut to someone showing an apartment uh, because it's been photographed for magazines, but it has no furniture. It just has a Zen garden, which I thought was pretty. Where's the couch? Yeah, where the couch is, is it's like pillows stacked on the floor. They're meditation pillows, yeah, yeah, yeah. like specifically. But yeah. that's not, I mean, listen, it's beautiful. I like it. But it's not a house like that is like a yoga waiting room like or whatever. Yeah. Like it's great for that sort of place, but not for your house. 
What's a yoga waiting room? Like where you would wait for the next class to end so you yeah. so then your class starts. Like they have like a hot yoga room. Right. And they I'm not even making this up. Like you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but like no, no, this is I'm like not. a real I, thing. Like yes. uh, my mom used to teach yoga at an ashram in Lake Mary, Florida, and they had a room that looked just like this that was real close to Oh, uh, like where Je- Doc Antle went or whatever. That's Yogaville in Virginia, but close. <laughs> Good call. Uh no, it was just an ashram. It was a Sikh ashram in Florida. It was beautiful actually. So yeah, no, it's it reminded me of like the waiting room in a spa. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. I've been to spas. Anyway, so the next one is is an art loft with a couch and Mark Ruffalo for some reason doesn't understand how to sit on a couch that is not exactly couch shaped. Um this is early 2000s when the couching industry was shifting. I mean, he he wasn't prepared. <laughs> couching industry was shifting. was shifting. Welcome back to our three-part Ken Burns documentary about the couching industry and the shifts that happened in the <laughs> mid-2000s. Welcome back to Chesterfield of Dreams, an exploration of couching throughout the ages. Shit. If you sit it, he will come. <laughs> That's what it needs to say above Sean's couch when we buy it and put it in our office. Oh, God. If yeah. you sit it, he will come, C-U-M. Metrosectional, an exploration <laughs> of postmodernism in couching. But think about it. Sectionals were only for rich people until, like, in the last 10 years. You did not see sectionals in most people's houses. I, I did, but I also grew up in the suburbs where people had bigger living rooms. Man, you were, you were rich. I was not rich until I was a teenager. <laughs> Paige, that's not a good defense, as they would say. <laughs> I wasn't rich until I could remember it. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that he was sitting on that couch like that to be a dick because like it seems yes. like the one thing he asked it for was a nice couch. And she brought him yeah. to a place where the couch was three inches off the ground and didn't have a back in the middle. So he was just like, look, this is not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a nice couch. If there's no back. It's just a bed. Well, I mean, they're on the on the couch. Two sides have a back. The corners the center, have a back. Yeah, the center doesn't. That's it's just, just like, a sleigh bed with <laughs> cushions. The, well, and the center doesn't, so that people can sit on it from both sides. Yes. Like, there's a reason for that, but it's not what he's looking for. Right, because it is more like a party space, which he even says when he sees that that apartment. He's like, "I'm not going to be throwing raves, so I don't need this space." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, if you're apartment hunting for couches. You're doing something wrong. I don't know, man. Like, he finds a great apartment based on the couch, though. So, like... That's true. But in between that, he finds a Versace nightmare with Fabergé eggs in it. Yeah. I thought that that apartment was the most bonkers. That was a crazy apartment. Because yeah. I was like, who decorated this? Dead women from the 80s? Like, <laughs> this is such a crazy apartment. Because it, it, all the pillows are, like, that very classic, like, 80s Versace. Yeah. And, and clearly Versace, or meant to look that way. I should say and then as he sits down under the couch he looks to the side and there are like meant to look like Fabergé eggs on the side table and I was like whose house is this? Well and also like naked man statues like they rack focus from one naked man butt to another naked man butt. I mean hey. I thought that was my favorite rack focus in the movie. I think naked man statues are pretty fun no shame in the game. I mean I'm not saying I want them in my house but if there was a house that had them in there that I could Airbnb rent for like a week I'd do it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it'd be funny. Anyway. For the stories, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, for the stories. <laughs> hey, why these statues get all sticky? <laughs> Mind your business! <laughs> I'm looking at their, their history on Hulu, and all they watched was Chesterfield of Dreams and Metrosectional. <laughs> <laughs> Check the cushions for condoms. More cushion for the push, baby. <laughs> 
Yo, this sectional about to have a love seat. <laughs> it's, it's a sectional, if you know what I mean. Well, I'll tell you one thing about me and this couch. We don't pull out. <laughs> yes. I hate us so much. But I also love us so much. Anyway, as they're leaving the apartment, a flyer flies toward him on the wind and sticks to his leg. And he's trying to like throw it away, but it keeps like sticking to him. And then he reads it. And it's a month to month sublet because of some family thing, which it immediately I was like, she's in a coma. They go up to see the apartment. He loves it. He loves the couch. So he takes the apartment. Yeah. It's also a badass apartment. Like even it's if it had cool. a shitty couch. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. So it's a great apartment. The exterior of the apartment. The interior is a real apartment. I'll cover it in fun facts. Okay, cool. The exterior is the same apartment from Sweetest Thing. No shit. Okay, cool. Wow. Yes. Wow. It's actually, we've seen multiple movies in San Francisco where this is the apartment. I think what it must be is that that building already has permitted filming or something like that. It's gotta because be. Because it is the exterior for like insert San Francisco apartment here is this exterior. Anyway, so he's chilling on the couch you know, buried in bruise, watching an old wedding video, which is how you know that he's either dumped or she's dead automatically. And as he's doing that, Reese Witherspoon walks in and freaks out because she thinks there's a stranger in her house. Yes. And he then is like, oh, it's a rent scam. That's why this is so cheap. Like, I bet we both rented it. Like, at first he treats her like, oh, she's a real person, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is a real person, but she's not, a, you know, she's in a coma. That's not she's really not her. She's not yeah. corporeal. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so she's like, no, I live here. This is all my stuff, and you are living like a pig in my house, and I hate it. Yeah. And at this point, I was like, clearly she's in a ghost or coma or something. She then disappears. He installs an extra lock on the door which is he's not getting that security deposit back. I was about to say, there's no way they would let him get away with that, right? No, yeah. no. Uh, he goes to take a shower. Nice. <laughs> is that Mark Ruffalo and those pillows, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets out of the shower and he's like putting a towel around his waist. And I was like, this is the best he's ever looked. Oh, my God. Have you not seen Avengers? His dick has abs in Avengers, Paige. I mean, kind of, yeah, but he's also like has anger issues. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are into that page. Okay, okay, okay. Rank the Avengers. Who are you boning from the Avengers? Uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Well, okay, that was a dumb question. <laughs> I, I no. knew Todd was going to list dudes. I should have thought about it for you. Uh, also, ASMR for the freaks. Hold on. Wait, false, false, false alarm. <laughs> there, there we go. Whose powers would you want to sleep with? I mean, at least Captain America always brings a shield. <laughs> I'm worried about. To I'm worried about Tony Stark's heart. Oh yeah, I'm not mm -hmm, sure Tony Stark mm -hmm, can handle mm -hmm. all that, Paige. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think he's ready for it. I would like the wasp <laughs> to shrink down and then like pose next to my dick like the lean tower piece. <laughs> Mikey is a very weird kink, Paige. <laughs> She's just like holding it up like, and we're just taking photos, but you can't tell what it is because you can't see the top of it. It's just like this fleshy mass that the wasp is like holding it up. Is that a giant yeah. mushroom? <laughs> and Ant-Man's just walking by like, what the fuck? <laughs> we use science for this? <laughs> this is why Mikey and I can't be scientists. That's why I like dating girls with small hands. <laughs> Hey, can you palm a basketball? All right, get out of here. <laughs> Whatever. Mark Ruffalo looking fine in this movie. Um, yeah. And she's like appearing behind him in the mirror. I, I don't know. The Hulk power set would be good to date because she, very easy to read. 
<laughs> How's your day? Well, he's green. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Johnsons are coming to dinner. Oh, no. You don't oh. like that? I can tell because you're a monster now. <laughs> oh, no. I was thinking maybe later we could like fool around. Hulk smash! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we cut to him meeting up with Donald Logue uh, and he's like, I'm seeing someone and Donald Logue is like, that's amazing. And he's like, no, hallucinations. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. And he takes out an old receipt and starts taking notes. Yeah. Uh, because this is where we learn that Donald Logue is a therapist in this movie. Yes, he is. <laughs> and he does say, I won't charge you, but if we get into a second hour we're gonna have to work something out <laughs> which is his version of i'm a therapist but i'm not your therapist but i'm not your yeah. therapist uh, okay i can i'm putting it together now yeah you're seeing it mikey yeah good also i'm pretty sure you would help me steal a body <laughs> were they dead before or after us hey uh i need you to not ask so many questions <laughs> are we eating it oh no guys oh, we're yeah, gonna yeah. wrap it in leaves and bury it in the ground so it cooks slow well then i would prefer we call it grocery shop <laughs> <laughs> anyway he suggests that he's like are you also drinking a lot and mark ruffalo's like Mm, maybe yeah <laughs> yeah yep. uh and he's like but why is this my hallucination <laughs> just some like lady yelling at me to clean that would be the worst hallucination yes that's every person i date <laughs> i mean there's only one person to blame for that mikey yeah, just and clean it's... your place what is happening or just don't date people like that you got two different options to solve the problem yeah. i got a third option what <laughs> no because it hasn't been cut off you and consented for food yet. Oh also, God. no one could see you pointing at your dick just now. No, Todd, that was not supposed to be in the episode. People are supposed to know I'm like this. Mikey, they know you're like this. Trust me, they know. Yeah. They, yeah, they know that you just mouthed eat my dick. <laughs> well, no, so Donald Logue is like, hey, you need to get out more. And he's like, yeah. so he goes back to the apartment and... He climbs into bed in jeans and falls asleep. I saw that and I felt very seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh no, maybe I'm not this attracted to Mark <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he must have nasty feet. I bet he does have hairy feet. When I saw his chest, I was like, I bet he's got hairy feet too. Nice. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I I, I thought of it as like, man, why are you sleeping in clothes? You're just going to bust out of them if you have a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he does get scared by a ghost pretty often. So like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she pops in as he's trying to sleep and she tries to diagnose him with alcohol-induced hallucinations because she's a doctor. But this is the kind of stuff where it's like she remembers all of this, but she doesn't remember who she is. She doesn't even remember she's a doctor yet. Yeah, she remembers that there's a receipt in the drawer, but she doesn't remember who she is. Yeah. It's very weird. It is weird. So she threatens to call the police, but she can't pick up the phone. And eventually she like walks off to the kitchen to try and get the other phone, but disappears as she does. We cut to the next day where he calls his realtor about the sublet, one wanting to know about the previous tenant. And she's like, well, I can't really tell you. I just know it was some family tragedy but if she dies then you'll get a real lease i do think it's funny that the realtor and this is probably somewhat realistic but she's like if she dies then you can get a real lease. like she's excited about the the prospect of her dying 
Yeah, have you met realtors? <laughs> I was going to say, the, the cutthroat nature of apartment hunting in San Francisco is the most realistic part of this film. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, I bet it's realistic, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think empathy, realtor is not a top 100 profession <laughs> that comes up with that. No, it's not. <laughs> My dad works in real estate. <laughs> exactly. But, and he's a very empathetic man. But he's in marketing and real estate. He is now. He was a realtor when I was young. Oh, no shit. Okay, cool. I mean, one of my good friends is a realtor. I bought my house from him. He's, he's honestly a great, great guy, which is why I trusted him. But I wouldn't go to some random realtor that I didn't know. Yeah, trusted him to root for someone dying so that you could get that Yeah, house. Xavier probably would do that. Because <laughs> he's a good friend, Paige. <laughs> yeah. He wants what's best for me, not for thee. <laughs> if you guys are in the Tennessee area and need a good realtor, though, Xavier Thompson at TJ Anderson Homes. Check him out. He gave us $12 for this hat. He didn't give us anything, but he seriously is the one who got me in my house. Like, very helpful. He's a great guy. I just sent him a Venmo request. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should just do ads and send Venmo requests. <laughs> hey, hey, Shavy Billy. <laughs> Shavy Billy? Somebody uh, tweet me a Wingstop's Venmo account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they owe us some money for sure. Yeah. Let's just send him an invoice. Send yeah. a Venmo request for wings, not for a dollar amount, just for wings. Yeah. I haven't had Wingstop in a minute. Maybe I'll have Wingstop for lunch today. Mm, nice. Okay, so uh, the one thing that the realtor keeps saying about this apartment, and then Mark Ruffalo echoes it a couple times, is it's got a view and a fireplace, which is like hard to find. And so I was like, she's right. I'd do a lot for a view and a fireplace. <laughs> Anyway, we cut to <laughs> the store where Napoleon Dynamite works, uh, the occult and metaphysical bookstore. I love when Mark Ruffalo is mm -hmm. looking for books about the, like, not paranormal, but like ghosts specifically. And right. Napoleon Dynamite walks up, they start talking, and then that guy comes up and asks about ufology or UFO. Yeah, like, ufology. Yeah, ufology, yeah. right? But Napoleon it's Dynamite. It's not even real science. Yeah, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite, like, looks down on him so much. And that to me is so funny because, like, I've talked to people who are like in that realm. Like I have a friend who's like a ufologist or ufologist. And ufologist. Yeah. And like he does look down on a lot of other paranormal stuff. So I do feel like there are communities within like the paranormal umbrella that do look down on each other. So I was like, that's very funny to me. Um, my favorite is the, the consistent war between the ufologists and the cryptozoologists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that is my favorite. Yes. They fucking hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me we laughed so hard. I once saw the only time I ever saw someone get yelled at like in a nerd forum was when someone <laughs> was trying to pass off that Bigfoot was actually an alien and people lost their minds. There is a lot of thought around this theory yeah. of Bigfoot either being an alien or a tulpa yeah. or potentially a merging of different dimensions so the question is not if aliens are from different planets but if they are from a different plane of existence that exists parallel to our own we can't go into it right now i have so many thoughts <laughs> all right dan Aykroyd, let's go to the next scene i mean if you want to hear henry zabrowski scream about it for hours go listen to the last podcast on the left absolutely i honestly feel like bigfoot's just like a leftover nephilim but we can talk about it later Ooh. <laughs> that is not my angels <laughs> you say not my angels hashtag not my angels guys 
It doesn't have enough eyes. <laughs> the Angels the Angels baseball team is going to get very confused by that hashtag. So he offers him a few different books. And then the last book, he like runs it down his chest for vibes and then hands it to him, which I thought was really funny. I love the scenes with him in this movie. Yeah, me too. He is so great. I honestly wish he did more stuff. I mean, yeah, he doesn't do much after this but i think it's because i think it was probably hard to escape the napoleon thing it was huge you know and he was like he's napoleon dynamite you know he was such a part of it yeah i think he he's gonna have to pull a john crier and come back way later when nobody's like ducky you know anymore so i mean he still works like he is he has credits like a few credits every year but yeah i mean he was like a legitimate like rocket star and then he sort of faded because of all of that but yeah I, i think he's great he does great in this movie but i love that he does rub that last book on his chest Mm -hmm. uh and he does stuff like that oh he also like closes his eyes and grabs like a ghosts for dummies book like he was trying to like like paranormally find the right book and he like grabs that he goes no and he like grabs another book (laughs) and that's the book he rubs on himself and gives to him i thought it was so funny it was very funny we cut to back in the apartment. Mark Ruffalo is trying to do like a DIY seance. Yeah. It's not working. But then he goes to set a hot cup of coffee on the table without a coaster. And she appears. <laughs> Which I do find very funny. I think it's very funny. But he launches into questions that I had about this movie. Yeah. Because he's like, what do you do during the day when you're not here? Like, how are you spending your days in between the time you're talking to me like what's happening and we we find out that like she only gets to talk to him that's the only like i guess in between there's just nothingness and she doesn't remember the accident but she at least realizes that she's not corporeal yeah well is this a scene where she tries to like grab the phone and call the cops and she can't pick it up that already happened okay 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 this is the scene where she ends up in the middle of the table and is trying to punch through his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the effects of this movie are like, they're passable. It's not terrible, but they're bad. Like, they're not great. They're, they're Sabrina the Teenage Witch level. Yes, <laughs> Like the TV show. Like, that's what it is. They hired an intern to do them. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, have you seen an episode of Charmed? You're qualified to do this. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is where she then just like never leaves. So he, he becomes a never new essentially where he's taking a shower in his boxer yeah she's laying in front of the tv singing yeah she's trying to get him out of the apartment still like by by being annoyed yeah she's trying to get him out and he gets a priest now here's the thing about this priest is the intonation that he's using where he's like the power of christ compels you (laughs) i loved it and it just it reminded me of a video that Armando and I used to watch and laugh all the time. And I we definitely talked about it on cult podcast like three years ago. But it's a guy who who break dances for Jesus. Oh my God. You've told me about this. And he just like as he does it, he's just Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I love you, God. And it sounded like that to me, and I couldn't stop watching it. I'll make you guys watch it after we finish oh recording. Oh my sure. God, I love it. So he tries holy water he tries some sort of candle ceremony yeah uh they bring in ghost hunters uh who are like the super troopers gang which is extra funny but they trap what they believe to be the spirit under the pyramid like a bug and they're like we're just gonna give him a flush and that made me laugh pretty hard i love that reese is like oh look a butter dish when they bring it up because like she's the ghost and she's not in that right so it's clearly didn't work i thought it was hilarious and then finally he brings napoleon dynamite over yeah and he can actually sense Reese Witherspoon's presence. And he's like, it's hostile. It wants you out of here. But he also says, like, she's not what's haunting you. 
the girl you lost is what's haunting you. Yeah. And at this point, Reese Witherspoon is like, oh, you got dumped. Ha ha ha. And we find out that, no, he was not dumped. She passed away. He stops away and Holy Dynamite turns to the ghost and was like, be respectful of the dead, which I thought was funny. Yeah. yeah. And so she runs into him on the roof and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. But I like I loved this roof. I wanted a garden up here. And I'm sorry that I made fun of you because I didn't realize you'd lost your wife yeah anyway he leaves to go across the street to i got the impression that that bar that donna Logue is at is like in the neighborhood yeah i thought it was walking to distance. walk over yeah. there yeah agreed and so he walks over there she's trying to stop him from drinking and like possesses him and takes the drink away and it goes into like bruce campbell levels of physical comedy i was gonna say that like mark ruffalo does such a good job here of like being possessed by reese witherspoon and i thought that they were setting up something that she was gonna have to do later like maybe he was gonna have to do surgery or something right. and yeah, it yeah, never yeah. comes back that she can like go into his body yeah because he does do surgery later and she does not I do know. this I thought, she doesn't uh, jump into his body so and she could have nuts yeah absolutely it's so crazy i thought it was great though and mark ruffalo does an amazing job up to the point where he like walks out all weird and then like falls down and she's standing there yeah it was great he he walks out like vincent d'onofrio in men in black wearing an egg looks suit. like he's wearing an egg yeah, suit yeah, yeah absolutely where he's just like I love Donald Logan the scene because he's like, oh, great, you came out. I thought you were going to bail on us again or whatever. And he is like, Mark Ruffalo is like talking to Reese Witherspoon and like like moving around because Reese is trying to hit him. And he's like, oh, he's dancing already. And he's like, oh, you got some moves. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. Like Donald is so good. He very quickly realizes he's like, how are those hallucinations going? And he's <laughs> yeah. like, not great. Yeah. <laughs> not great. Oh, man. But he does leave because Reese walks them out in his body, which I got to right. be honest with you. If I took over someone's body, like, I don't know. Do you think Reese... Reese knows what it's like to have a dick after doing that. Like this, I need to talk about yes, this. I knew I could bring this to you too. And you would understand why, why I was asking. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. First of all, whose body do you want to take over? Secondly, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it would like be like to have a dick. And if I was able to inhabit somebody's body with one, maybe I'd never give that body back. Just putting it out there. <laughs> maybe I'd enjoy peeing outside. Come get me. It is convenient. I'm sure it is. What are the questions? Run them whose by me. Body, whose body would you take over? And what would you do in that body? It's anybody. Anybody. I, know, I already know my answer, Mike. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I'm going to think. Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, and then I would immediately go to the bank and transfer me, Todd, all of her money. You know what? Good for you. I feel like you could have gotten weirder with it, but yeah. I respect it. Yeah. I would do nothing sexual. Like, I don't care at all. I just want that money, honey. I also, honestly... I could just do that to Jeff Bezos, too. I feel like that would be more satisfying. I don't know. I guess, like, I think I would do something for personal gain. I definitely would do something like Todd, where yeah. I would bec I would become the, I would inhabit the body of XYZ, whatever, Elon Musk kid, and then... <laughs> XYZ. I, I thought you were doing that as, Me like, too. an et cetera, et cetera. And then you were like, Elon Musk kid, and I was like, oh, that's right, that kid does have a weird fucking name. <laughs> oh, my God. But he doesn't have the... He doesn't have his hand on the purse strings, Mikey. You'd have to inhabit Elon Musk and take his money. I'd murder yeah. Elon Musk with XYZ. Or inhabit Grimes' body and go to court. Yeah, I think you're getting into some scary territory. I don't. I think I would never want telepathy or like reading people's thoughts as a superpower because you're just not meant to do that. It would be terrible. And I don't want to get into someone else's life because I feel like that would also be weird. But we should watch movies about it. I, I feel like I just want to spend like maybe a day as Beyonce. 
Okay. And just see what it's like. Yeah, I can see that being fun. Right? I think it'd be more fun to be like a shark and like you're in the ocean and you like eat some shit. I well, I was limiting this to people, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> Animals. Fuck. I, what's it like to be a cat? Could I could I cuddle against my own fur? I'm excited about this possibility. Think how high you could jump. I know. God, so many weird questions. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to have to move on, but I really like where this went. I could talk about this for hours. Welcome back to our spinoff podcast. Who do you want to inhabit this week? <laughs> yeah, our spinoff podcast of weird philosophical questions <laughs> and cannibalism. <laughs> oh, you should inhabit Bigfoot's body. Oh, that Nephilim? Fuck that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I love I love Todd who not religious atheist is like I'm going I'm doubling down hard on Nephilim today <laughs> you gotta stick with the bit baby Paige he's not atheist because he doesn't believe in God he's atheist because he's angry at God <laughs> that he allowed those Nephilisms Nephilism Nephilims <laughs> just stomp around our woods Knocking down trees. It's not that I don't believe in God. It's that he owes me an apology. <laughs> For Bigfoot. I think I would inhabit <laughs> my ex's body, turn to her current boyfriend or husband or all of them. All I would go one-to-one and be like, you know who had a big old thing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you chose chaos. <laughs> you're just gonna, you're just gonna like start dick rumors you're gonna use the, the most powerful choice on earth to start dick rumors i, I want a quantum leap x to x and fuck shit up <laughs> quantum leap x to x guys i have a pitch for netflix that is definitely not getting turned down <laughs> just picture this you know, scenes open it's it's my ex and whoever they're with at the time eating dinner and they just like have like a weird twitch and then they like turn to them and they're like, you know who was like really emotionally supportive and like really much better at sex with a larger and, and had a you? big old girth brooks <laughs> yeah. of a girthy vitamin uh-huh. water hog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a hole in my heart and in my vagina that you can't fit. <laughs> and then just, and then just, you see me just quantum leap away. Oh my You just like ghost out of her body and all you hear is <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> Take me to the next one, Ziggy. It's just destruction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, no couple is staying together after that. And I love it for you, Mikey. That's how Mikey gets his 17 women. <laughs> no, I don't think so. They left for a reason. I don't think they're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a healthy place to be, Mikey. Time to move mm-hmm. on. Anyway, we cut to the park where Mark Ruffalo is like, just wants to escape her. Yeah. But he does say to her, like, I'm sorry I said you were dead. Maybe you're not dead. And this is where she gets to, and this is the first we hear about it, where she's like, I wish I could remember something about who I am or was. Like, prior to this, this has not been a problem. She seems to remember everything else. But in this one, she's like, I don't know who I am. You're going to have to find out who I am. Yeah. So we cut to him asking all the neighbors, and most of them are like, nobody lived there. Uh, or it's like, she was antisocial, a cat lady without cats. And this is where he meets the hot neighbor in the low-rise jeans. <laughs> okay, what would your neighbor yes. say about you? Because like mine would be like, oh, you mean that guy who like sometimes is naked when he gets his laundry out of the dryer and his window's <laughs> open? <laughs> mine definitely would say, oh, the guy who doesn't know I can see him naked from my second-story apartment looking down his staircase into his kitchen. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Also, by the way, we just bought curtains for that window because I looked up and saw him and I was wearing just boxers. I don't think he he saw me, but I, I definitely could see him very easily. I wish he would stop peeping in your neighbor's windows, Todd. I mean, honestly, like he has like he works from home and he has his work desk is right by that window. Like it's not his fault. You know a lot about him and I don't like it. It's making me uncomfortable. He's my neighbor. 
Gilbert. He saw him murder a lady and bury her in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't live next to Mikey. Too <laughs> lazy to do all that. Yeah, Mikey doesn't have the energy for a rear window. <laughs> <laughs> but Reese Witherspoon's neighbors don't know her because she's the worst. Actually, she just works all the time. Yeah, it's because she's literally at the hospital 24 hours a day. Yeah. And no offense, especially when I worked in retail, I did not talk to my neighbors often because I had been peopling all day. Yeah. And at a certain point, I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. I just want to be in my house, quiet eating whatever I can find in my kitchen, you know, or whatever, yeah. like scrounging through bacon in my underwear, like whatever. <laughs> I don't necessarily have, I don't have the energy to have a full-fledged conversation about how I feel the new maintenance company is doing. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. So I, that would have definitely been me before I started working from home. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, she really slut shames that one neighbor who like, you know, that, hey, that neighbor is allowed to be, a confident sexual woman. However, I do worry about that neighbor later when she basically pushes her way into somebody's house and just gets naked. Yeah, that is exactly what happens. Yeah. Anyway, so this is where we find out the spare key to the apartment is in the fire extinguisher. And they start going through all the drawers in her apartment where he finds an address on a matchbook, a dry cleaning ticket, and a note, like like the note is on the matchbook. So it's kind of like both. So it's like yeah. an address matches. And she's like, do you have any idea what we could do with that? And he was like, start a very small fire. <laughs> um, but they go to the dry cleaner. He remembers her, but like doesn't have a ton of details. And it's been long enough that he gave away her Armani pants. Um, they go to the address, but they misread it. It says 425. It was actually 426 because they run into an old guy who's like, uh, I know her. We were having an affair, but whatever she's paying you, I'll double it. Come back after six and I'll have a check ready, which we will find out is not Reese Witherspoon at all. This is completely unrelated and a hilarious coincidence. Well, yeah, because that guy couldn't see Reese. He just thought that Mark Ruffalo was like a P.I. who was like, right. like shaking him down more or less. And I love that the way right. Mark Ruffalo reacts to this is like, I mean, I don't care if you were sleeping with somebody, but I, I made some money if I come back here at six. Yeah, I'm about to come <laughs> into some money at 6 yeah, p.m. I love that. But as they leave, what we find is is across the street, 426, is one of her co-workers. It's, the, it's her female mentor who she was talking about earlier yeah. who was going to dinner with her ex-husband because she didn't want to be responsible for killing an 80-year-old woman. Right, yeah, right, right. That whole thing. They pass a restaurant where Reese Witherspoon's like, I love this restaurant. I always wanted to eat here, but I never got a chance to. Yeah. And as they kind of peek in, one of the waiters collapses and they need a doctor. She like does an ocular pat down, I guess. Like she visibly <laughs> is like his lungs are leaking air into his chest. That's why he's bloated. It's constricting him. He can't breathe. So we have to basically cut an incision to release some of that air. So she walks him through it instead of inhabiting him. Right. I thought it was so funny. Like the whole thing is funny just because, you know, Willie Garson, he's like the mater d' in this scene. He was in Sex oh, in the okay. City. He was in... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He actually just passed away recently. Anyway, uh, he's a great actor who's been in a bunch, a bunch of stuff. But he is like freaking out and like they're like just walking over and no one can see Reese and Reese is walking him through how to do it. And he's like getting the tequila or the vodka or whatever. And he's oh, like splashing it on the chest. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, and he just starts chugging it. And so he like finds the space between the ribs. He like stabs it. But like the whole time he is like arguing with himself, at least in the eyes of these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what boggled my mind is that no one in this room is like, are we just letting 
a street person stab a guy? <laughs> like, and essentially, no yes. one questions yeah. it because yes, that is what's yeah. happening. Uh, but unless it's your loved one, I would be like, that guy's gonna stab that guy. <laughs> 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 Mikey is just here for the tea, Paige. <laughs> I would be like, oh my. He said he was a doctor, but is he? I guess we'll find out. I would like my sandwich now. <laughs> Where's my waiter? Oh, is he the one on the ground? Get me another waiter. So the ambulance is on its way. So they leave, but they go to the hospital because she remembers the name of the hospital. And she's like, oh, this is where I used to work. Um, and so she immediately, once she gets to the hospital, is like, I know where I am. I know who I am. And so he starts asking about her. Yeah. And this is where... She like floats to the room where her body is. Yeah, because the head nurse at the nurse's station is talking to Mark Ruffalo about her. And she's like, yes, Elizabeth Masterson used to work here. Let me get someone else. And she goes to get that mentor doctor, the, the lady from the bathroom yeah. before. And she comes up and talks, talks to Mark Ruffalo. And she's like, how like how are you related to her? And he's like, we we were we had a romantic connection or whatever. He says yeah, it terribly. I lived in the building. I'm living in her apartment. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then eventually she does start to tell Mark Ruffalo more. And then that's when Reese Witherspoon like floats down the hallway towards her body. Right. And he then eventually gets to that room. And she, because she's a doctor, is like, okay, it's a persistent coma. So like, this is not good. I need to be reconnected with my body. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to use the Oxford coma. <laughs> Oh, he was sitting on that this whole time, Paige. He was sitting on it. He was just waiting for you to say that. Oh, it was locked and loaded. I refuse, refuse to believe that you know what an Oxford comma is. Uh, an Oxford comma is the last comma in the series of commas. Not quite, no. What? Instead of saying and, you put a comma by, behind it. It's it's using a comma to delineate parts of a list as opposed to listing without commas. I know what it is in practice. Grammar was not my forte. <laughs> Me either. With that joke, it worked. It crushed. I loved it. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I like how the joke was so good, you guys turned to personal attacks. And I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just like, there's no way, there's no way that the man who has mispronounced every name on every episode of every show we've ever I done. I learned faces, not names, Paige. And maybe if you didn't use a fake name, I'd be better at it. What's Batman's name right now? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking right. His name's Bruce Wayne. It's always his name. It's the Batman. He's going by the Batman right now. Played by Robert. Robert Paddington the Bear. <laughs> Pat Tintinson. <laughs> Jesus. Paddington. Yeah, okay, that was right. It only took you like four he tries. You finally got it. Guys, I want you all to know I cut out 45 minutes of Mikey trying to say it. Time is 10.18 a.m. Pacific Standard on Saturday, April 2nd. Paddington. Pattinson. Oh, God. But we have to move on. My day cannot be teaching Mikey how to pronunciate. Pattinson. Only a Pattinson man may pass. This is the name of a killer, Bella. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have trouble saying that and spelling restaurant. I know. I, I once asked a woman out to a restraint. I'm going to be honest with you. I let her know about What'd my kinks say? way too early. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, what, was she down? Is she cool? What's up? Oddly enough, she was, and we dated for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. 
<laughs> Mainly because she couldn't Ooh. leave. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. She's kidnapped. <laughs> I just went full Dennis for the joke, but I liked it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> she couldn't leave because of the implication. <laughs> I don't like the word kidnap because it implies <laughs> only children are victims. <laughs> and man nap just sounds like <laughs> I'm taking a nap. You're going to kidnap me, fucker? <laughs> I'm going to man nap later. You can nap anything, Paige, if it's got nipples. <laughs> oh, I got me. Nope, not going to do it. <laughs> anyway, so she's trying to figure out what to do. And he says, turn around. I want to try something. And he grabs her hand. and she <laughs> But she's like, fool me once. <laughs> <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice. Uh, but when he grabs her hand, at that point, I was like, oh, no. Is he going to have to have sex with her unconscious body? I am so out. No, thank you. Hard pass. Uh, but they didn't do that. Thank you. I thought he would, like, <laughs> at least touch some other spot, like like poker a couple times or something. Like, do you feel this? Or slap, slap her a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> See, if this was a true comedy, that's what would happen. <laughs> it would, we, we would get a full-on dummy shot of him, like, pile driving that hospital bed. <laughs> Can you feel it? No, not at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> be able to feel it when it was Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Mark Ruffalo just gets mad and breaks up with her and leaves. That's fine. I, you know what? Hey. Hey, what's up, Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's up, early 2000s Mark Ruffalo? We need to go back in time to get the infinity boned. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the vibrating gauntlet. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a rainbow colored vibrating gauntlet. This episode got off the rails and never fully got back <laughs> on it. And I couldn't be happier about it. This is definitely one of our worst episodes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely one of the most cannibalism heavy episodes. <laughs> Which is and saying, saying something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saying something. Anyway, so he snags the picture from the nightstand, which we'll find out later. But she basically knows that her prognosis is not great. Uh, he has to leave because visiting hours are over. And also they don't want to leave him alone with her unconscious body because, you know, bad things happen. The HIPAA stuff did not go well for this movie. No, HIPAA is not respected in this film. <laughs> but he goes back to the apartment. She stays and sees her sister and nieces come in and finds out that the other guy got her job. Yeah. The guy who's going to go to Phoenix. And he wants them to pull the plug. Yeah. And he wants to make sure that job is permanent. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but also she apparently had a an end of life directive. Yeah. Against artificially prolonging her life. And he wants to respect her wishes, which as much as this movie plays him as a dick, I, I get where he's coming from. Yes. I think it plays that he has ulterior motives but he is just right. trying to have her respect her wishes so i sort of understand what you're saying Paige. like this doesn't necessarily make him a bad guy it just positions him that way because we know he has a conflict of interest right it's the joy in which he takes doing it yes we've all had a colleague we wanted to unplug from a machine while they were in a coma how do you know about the machine <laughs> anyway the sister says that she'd think about it yeah so we cut back to the apartment and Mark Ruffalo is like, is she here? Are you here? Are you here? She's not. He then cooks eggs in stainless steel, which risky. <laughs> I love your cooking notes. They're my favorite. I do think it's weird to have broccoli and eggs for dinner. Oh, Jake does that all the time. Really? Actually. Okay. All right. So cool, that, cool. that wasn't weird to me because it's like protein and vegetables and whatever. Yeah, but like, it's easy to cook. Yeah. Come on. I don't love eggs. I don't really like breakfast food that much. That's my problem. Oh, see, yeah. I, Jake and I go through 
a dozen eggs every two days. Wow, wow that okay. is a lot of eggs. Yeah, but it's not a lot because most people eat two or three at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna we, say. Yeah, yeah, we we eat like two to three eggs every morning each. Yeah. So like we go through a dozen eggs every two to three days. God, you've murdered thousands of chickens. So many. But the reason why I bring up eggs and stainless steel is you can absolutely do it. I have done it. Uh, stainless steel is not nonstick. So like you have to add extra fat and stuff to do it. And you have to be kind of careful as you do it or else you're just going to be stuck scrubbing that pan all night for days. Yeah, for days. Uh, but the reason I think it's unusual is because as like prop masters, like as the people like put getting the props for this movie, it would be so much more expensive <laughs> to get a stainless steel pan than to just get a normal nonstick pan that anyone would use to cook eggs. And I can't imagine why they did it other than like, I guess maybe they thought it looked cool on camera, but I'm like, why? And it's clearly as they're like filming it on the camera, he has clearly done it correctly so that the eggs can like move around freely. And I'm like, so you had to have somebody like come in and do this right just to use this one pan that would cost like two times more than the norm. <laughs> I don't know. It just it was boggling my mind for a minute where I was like, why are we doing this? I just love that you like really noticed that shit. And Mikey and I were like, oh, he's making eggs for dinner. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on right now. I think it has to be something about for the eggs to show up the way they wanted them to look on camera. Sure. That has to be yeah. the only reason. Uh, but it just every time people do it in movies and it happens from time to time, I'm just like, who did this? Yeah. Who's doing this? Why? Anyway, the doorbell rings and it is the neighbor and she's like, oh, I'm locked out. And he's trying to help her look up a locksmith like he's legitimately like, I'll help you get back into your apartment. But it's very clear almost immediately she is not locked out. Yeah. The only lock she needs picked is in her pants. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she comes on to him so hard that I thought she was like trying to murder him. Um, my my favorite is the the like snatches of conversation we get from her. Yes. Oh my god. It's a lot like there's an SNL sketch called "The Girl You Wish You Hadn't Started Talking To at a Party." Yeah. And yes. it's very much this where at one point she just says, "Hello, Osama, communism is over." And I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck is she saying?" Well, she also says every time I find a boy cute, "Hello, lesbian." You're like, "What?" Yeah. What? None of that makes sense. <laughs> but I guess she's cute, so it's fine. For a hot second, I was like, did this come out in 2001? Did she predict 9-11 by saying Osama? <laughs> no, she did not. This came out in 2005. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, she she's like, where's your bathroom? And she walks down the hallway, and she's like hardcore whale tailing it, like the thong up over the hips so you can see the triangle in the back. Yeah. It was a look. We all did it. It was unfortunate and uncomfortable. But this girl's like a, oh, it's that girl, because I've seen her in a bunch of stuff she has been in movies on this show more than mark ruffalo <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but she normally plays like this kind of role right she plays this kind of role yeah. a lot i think the most notable time we saw her is she played the russian model in yes yeah <laughs> uh what is the name of that movie damn um, it head over heels head over heels boom um, yes. so she's one of the models there but we have also seen her in like two or three other things as either like someone's wife or the other woman or a model like she yeah. often plays a model but yeah she has been in like four or five movies that we've done on this show that's awesome anyway of course elizabeth is back at the worst possible time and she's trying to tell him about the sister signing the papers but sees that the neighbor's over and she's like no fine yeah no just go like fine because at this point the neighbor is in the bedroom 
and has just tossed her clothes out into the hallway. <laughs> Which is a swing. I'm going to be honest it with you. It is <laughs> like, a swing. <laughs> and considering the fact that he has given her no indication right. that he is interested in that at all. And he's giving her indications that he's seeing hallucinations. Yes. Yes. If I did this, I would be arrested. Absolutely. Like, if I went over to a girl's house I was interested in, took my clothes off and threw them into her hallway, she would call the cops. Oh, my God. I should take an extra bag of clothes to someone's house. <laughs> and test this out. And, like, throw them one at a time and be like, eh, you know what's coming. <laughs> and then they come in and you're still fully clothed. And you're like, <laughs> can you help me with my laundry? <laughs> <laughs> it's our third date. Third date. It's the laundry date. Uh, he's talking to Elizabeth. like So he's openly having an hallucination. And she just goes, um... It's Katrina or whatever her name was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she's still like down to smash. She does not care yeah, that she calls yeah. him the wrong it name. Is, yeah. It is Katrina. She's like, it's Katrina. Okay, come on back. And he, I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, no. But Reese Witherspoon is very much like, listen, she's very pretty. She's here. She's interested. Just go have sex with her. I'm the one who's in the way. And she walks away. I would be like, no, Reese Witherspoon. I want you to watch. <laughs> Well, Reese Witherspoon does peek in on her naked and talks about the tattoos that she allegedly has, which is a Pretty joke. Funny. It's not it's yeah. not real. But I do like that the tattoos were it says all aboard in three different languages. Right. Which is a hilarious tattoo. Oh, man. Anyway, so he comes up to the roof and she's like, that was quick. And he's like, nothing happened. I just made her go away. I told her I was seeing someone. Yeah. I didn't mention that I was the only person who could see that person. <laughs> yeah. And this is when they have that sweet conversation about his wife. Yeah, because he confesses that like he hasn't been with anyone since Laura. And then he describes what happened and that Laura was basically cursing at her shoe because one of the heels had broken. She sat down. She put her hand to her head and then she was gone. Cerebral hemorrhage immediately. Yeah. Uh, and there was nothing he could do to help her. And it was just out of the blue. And then this is where he lists out like all of the things that used to frustrate him about her. But it's this idea of like even the most frustrating things you would take back to have that person back which is brutal and very sad. And I cried a lot. Yeah. This is, I cried a lot during this too. Ugh. It's been an emotional week for me. <laughs> anyway. So uh, at this point he's like, we got to figure out what to do before they sign those papers. And he says, I want to show you something. So he takes her to a fancy house where he designed the garden. And she's like, this is the tampon commercial I visited in my dreams. <laughs> I do love that. Like the scene before this, it's fully night. They're on the roof. And he's like, I yes. want to show you something. And then it cuts to like full daytime the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Time is a flat circle in this movie. Very much so. Yeah. Anyway. So he gets a phone call and it's from his realtor basically saying that they're going to do the long lease because they're going to pull the plug. Yeah. So they have to go talk to her sister. So they rush over to the sister's house and he's trying to get dirt on her that no one else would know. Um, and so we find out that she French kissed her ex-boyfriend five minutes before her wedding. Yeah, JJ. Yeah. That seems not great. No, it's bad. But then when you find out it's when you find out it's Donald Logue, you're like, I get it. <laughs> like, I, I see how that could happen to you. That's a true Mikey move it right is. there. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd kiss Mikey on my wedding day. <laughs> 
You should. Full on the mouth, Mikey. Let's do a do first it. look so you can see how surprised Mikey is when he sees how dressed up you are that day. <laughs> when I performed that wedding in January, I totally faked the guy out with the first look. Like, he was waiting for them. And they were delaying. And they're like, oh, tell him it's going to be like 10 more minutes. And so, like, I walked up slowly behind him and, like, touched his shoulder. And he's like, oh, my God. And I was like, surprise, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I find that so easy to believe, and I wish I was there for that. <laughs> surprise, it's me. Do I look pretty? <laughs> the surprise page was he was wearing the wife's wedding dress. No, oh, yeah. That's why it was delayed. What's funny was he, like, called me, and, like, I was, like, picking on him or something, and then she was, like, yelling from the background. She's like, you're not supportive of our wedding. And I was like, I did it, and I can undo it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so he gets to the sister's house and tells the sister that he was a former patient of Elizabeth's. Yeah, that he had spiral meningitis. <laughs> spiral meningitis? Because at first I was like, he said spinal, right? And then I rewound it and I was like, no, he said spiral. <laughs> yes, and I do think it's funny that like they know American audiences so well because both of the people who are in the scene, actually in the scene, not Reese, who was a doctor, yeah. but like they're both like, okay, yeah, spiral meningitis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. And then they have to cut to Reese to say, that's not a real disease. That's not a real like, disease. I, if you're not laughing at that joke, it's because it's not a real disease, you stupid audience. <laughs> well, this is where we find out that the little girls can see her. Well, at least one of them. Yeah, because they're having a tea party and Mark Ruffalo's sitting mm -hmm. there and so is she. And one of them runs off to get cookies and she gives one to Reese's character or puts it in front of her. Right. And Mark Ruffalo is not getting anywhere with the sister because the sister is like, hey, I always pushed her to do things she didn't want to do. And so I'm finally going to respect her wishes, which is very sad, but earnest. That's so sad and, and very sweet, too. Like, I understand why she would want that, you know? Yeah. It's just very sad. By the way, if anyone he puts a, a rainbow cookie in front of me, I'm like, you can see me? <laughs> like a metaphorical, <laughs> like deep emotional way. Uh, I love that for you, Mikey. <laughs> oh my god! I just can't wait till we start doing live show meetups and like these women bring M and M like cookies <laughs> or just to you. wear M and M cookies as pasties. <laughs> I see you. Mm. I'm gonna get your dick higher than your blood sugar. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> oh my god! I love it. Then you just have to tell them you have bad death perception and run away. <laughs> I, I have to. I have to poop. I have to poop. I have to poop. So. He tries to explain, I can see her ghost. And the sister's like, uh-huh, great. And she escorts the kids out of the room, grabs a knife, and is like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I love that so much. It is great. Yeah. Uh, and he he basically said, he's like, I know about JJ. And she's like, how the fuck do you know that? But just still chases him out of the house. Well, I love that she yells, nobody knows about that. And then when he brings it up to his friend Jack, who we find out is JJ, he says the exact same thing. He's like, nobody knows that. <laughs> yep. He meets Elizabeth outside. We cut back inside to the house where the little girls come out and they ask, is Auntie Lizzie going to come over for tea again? Yeah. And she has this look of like, what? Yeah. Which I don't understand why that didn't at least make her character pause a bit and be like, wait, you could see them? Maybe she really is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so they go to Napoleon Dynamite's bookstore. And they tell him that she's in a coma. We're trying to rejoin her with her body. And he's like, that's not the question you should be asking. Like, there's unfinished business. Something needs to be done. There's a reason. And he says, well, how can I see her when no one else can? And he's like, that's the right question. Yeah. Why is it you? Which I feel like is a question they're asking way too late into this film. Right. And then they don't really 
answer. I guess they do. They do if, answer it. But if the reason is because they were supposed to like have a blind date, it's Final Destination. It's okay. Final Destination. Yeah, they were supposed to be together. They they were supposed to be together. They were fated to be together. They missed their first meeting, and all because of a bowel obstruction. Yeah, all because of a bowel obstruction. A literal pain in the ass. <laughs> well, it's two things because we find out that he was going to stand her up anyway. Yeah, because he was not over his wife. So for her, it's the bowel obstruction. For him, it's the wife. But with living together in a weird ghost roommate situation, she learns that she needs to make more time for a work-life balance. And he kind of processes the grief of his wife because they meet up. So they are fated to be together for that reason. Anyway, so they're trying to do research, but they're running out of time. And she basically is like, I didn't like the way my life was going because I didn't get to experience any of it. It was always me saving my life for later. Yeah. I just never thought there wouldn't be a leader. And I don't want to spend my last night crying or fighting. I want to do something with you instead. And at this point, I was like, she's going to ask him to have sex, but it's a ghost. Are they going to break into the hospital? Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. I was like, please don't go there. I can't. I can't have this. I wanted them to go there. I wanted us to go all the way. <laughs> uh, instead, they end up like laying on a bed, like touching hands, but not touching it. Touching hands, touching me, touching you. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Bum, bum, bum. You've been a coma for this whole movie. Asleep. Asleep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but I just have in my my notes during the scene, no, no, and then nothing happens, thankfully. Yeah. But the next day he wakes up and I don't know why he's constantly sleeping fully clothed in this movie, but he is. Because he's being haunted by a ghost who always watches him? I mean, sure, but like she wanted to have ghost sex the night before, at least take a sweater <laughs> off. <laughs> Plus she's a ghost. Like I feel like layers don't stop a ghost, Todd. I mean- I think there's evidence to suggest otherwise. I've never been haunted that I know of. That you know of. Yes. <laughs> I guess that's fair. All right. Anyway, so this is where he gets up the next morning. And he's like, we're going to steal your body. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you're going to need a van and someone with no morals. Enter Donald Logue. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells him that they're moving medical supplies. And he's talking to himself. And Donald Logue is like, hey, you hallucinating right now, bud? <laughs> and he's like, yes. Uh, but if I told you, you wouldn't have come with me. Yep. We're trying to like save the spirit of a girl in a coma. And he's like, okay, we're going to walk down to the psych ward and commit you. And essentially they come up with a system where he can predict the rock, paper, scissors behind his back. Yeah, because Donald is holding his hand behind his back and Reese is standing <laughs> back there. So he, got, he correctly guesses rock, paper, scissors, and then he flicks him off and he correctly yeah. guesses that. And then he says like the most bonkers thing I've ever heard, which was sometimes people having psychotic breaks can be psychic. And I was like, no, they can't. Yeah, that's... Only true in really rare cases. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, Mikey. (laughs) We did watch Vibes. I don't think Vibes was a documentary. Uh, They weren't psychotic. (laughs) Thank you. They were absolutely sane. Why can't I get a love story like Vibes? (laughs) I mean, I don't think you want one if you remember that movie. I mean, if you were like Thickham's Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Thickham's Jeff Goldblum. You might find your Cindy Lauper. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, but it's in this scene that he's like, why are we doing this? And Mark Ruffalo's like, I love her. I love you. Yeah. 
And at this point, we're like, really? Okay. <laughs> but that does convince Donald, and he's like on board to help. Yeah. And for Reese Witherspoon, she's like, no one's ever said that to me before. And I'm like, no one? Your entire life? Like, Because she's at least like 33 in this movie because she is well, I mean, out she's of residency. in residency. Yeah, she has just been in school the whole time. Yeah. yeah, but like she has family that we know loves oh, her. I, I think they mean romantically. I thought they meant like in a romantic sense too. I'm sure they did. But the way that she phrases it makes it sound like no one ever. Which... <laughs> well, he should have said, I'm in love with you. Yes. Anyway, but I think for Donald Logue's character, he's like, hey, this is the first time he's shown interest in anything that's not his dead wife. I'm in for a penny, in for a pound, buddy. Let's do it. Well, like, he's in because he knows at some point he's going to have to move a body, too, when he needs that. too. That, yeah, yeah, he needs that payback from his friend. Yep, I'm going to need help moving a body, and I don't want to hear any shit from you, is what he <laughs> says. So they get to Reese Witherspoon's room, and Donna Logue is like, this is her. This is the woman you stood up that night. And he's like, she didn't make it to the date either. She had an accident. Yeah. This is where they realize that Donna Logue is JJ and knows Reese Witherspoon's sister, and he tried to set them up. They were fated to meet but the the truck got in the way yep and Mark Ruffalo's grief got in the way. Yes. So as they're trying to load her onto the gurney, the doctor is going to pull the plug, shows up early, and the sister and the mentor are there as well. So they have to basically just make a run for it. I love the way Ruffalo tries to like slow down the doctor who's trying to kill her. Like he goes yeah. into the hallway and they talk and Reese is trying to like talk him through all the medical speak or whatever. And he's like, hang on, let me verify this. And he like calls Dr. Walsh, I think, on the phone. And then Mark right. Ruffalo uh -huh. just like punches him just punches him and so they take off running through the hospital they're being chased as donald logue tackles somebody into an elevator they accidentally take out her breathing apparatus yes which is going to kill her <laughs> also a mikey move tackle somebody and accidentally <laughs> kill another person on the, on the way and she seems to fade away like she is dying and yeah. he kisses her and she can clearly feel it but she seems to fade away but then there's a blip She's breathing on her own. She comes out of the coma, but she doesn't remember him at all, which yeah. I thought was a real strange choice. <sighs> they just wanted to set up that final kiss in the garden on her roof, which I get. But I do yeah. think it was a strange choice, too. I think it was also a strange choice, but yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think it was because it's their touching that brings it all back for her. And he goes right. to reach for her hand and she moves it because she doesn't recognize him. Right. Yeah. She's like, don't don't touch me. And he, he does respect those wishes. And he's probably thinking everyone right now is stunned. And the only way for me right. to not get arrested is to sneak out while everyone is stunned. Yeah. So he yes. leaves. Yeah. Right. 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 But he kind of goes to all the places that she used to go and the places yeah. that they kind of went to together and it looks like he still has the apartment but clearly he moves out because she moves back in well and we know the way he gets back in is to use the key under the fire extinguisher so he he doesn't right. live there anymore yeah yeah he doesn't live there anymore but she walks up to the roof and at this point she's just like hi and i'm like stalker the only way up to the roof is through your apartment bitch and this is the guy that you saw at the hospital yeah how are you not terrified well also he got a bunch of shit up there like a bunch of boards and equipment that garden i don't know if you've ever been on a roof like that i would be worried that that garden would cave through <laughs> i'm not sure uh it's a lot of weight this is a lot for a rental yeah and a rental too you're right yeah like it's a lot oh i wondered if reese witherspoon owned that apartment and they were just sub Maybe. they were just like renting it to him because well, no she says it's my apartment from when i rented it oh shit so she's renting it too i think so at least that's what it says in the movie it makes way more sense if she bought it i would never invest that much into a rental yeah right. 
it works better as a story if she bought it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get why they did it for the movie because it is a very sweet gesture, but wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he goes to hand her her key back because she's like, give me that extra key, fool. You're not going to appear again. Yeah. And as they hand the keys over, their hands touch and she remembers all of it. Yeah. It wasn't a dream. They kiss. And at that point, I was like, what is her family going to think? <laughs> like, she brings him to the next cookout and is like, turns out he was talking to me while I was a ghost. And they're like, this is the man who tried to kidnap you at the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> like, but also saved her life. So it's like, it's a weird big emotions. Yeah, it's weird. She would have died. Well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, all I know is that the camera pulls out from that rooftop and it's revealed that all of this was in a snow globe that Napoleon Dynamite was looking at. I know. I was like, what just happened? And then. <laughs> and and that's, that's the movie. The movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Just Like Heaven? I needed to either have more chemistry or more crazy shit. Yeah, I could see that. Because it's not like horny, sexy kind of a rom-com where it's like they've got a lot of chemistry and it's just like oozing chemistry. And it's not yeah. funny. So it's like this weird middle area where it's fine. Well, and it's kind of like I think about While You Were Sleeping because a movie that also involves a coma, which is a crazy <laughs> movie. Bonker shit yes. happens in that movie. But there's so much chemistry and it's so good and so sweet and you like them so much that like you really buy into it. This movie, there's just no chemistry. <sighs> it's not that interesting. And it is also weird. So it's like it's not good enough for me to excuse the weird, but it's not weird enough for me to excuse it not having chemistry. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I agree. I, I, I don't know. I weirdly liked it. I don't know. Yeah, I think I weirdly liked it, too. Like, it's not bad i didn't hate it i just don't think i'll watch it again it's one of those movies i'm glad i saw though if you're drinking wine and you're just picking a rom-com to watch like you could do yeah. a lot worse you could do and in fact worse. you oh, might yeah. enjoy this yeah absolutely it is definitely one of those that's very it's very watchable but not awesome yeah yeah but Paige, do you have any fun facts for us i do have some fun facts well hit us with your fun facts hulking yeah, fun, fun facts. facts um now as we've covered in previous episodes that have this same apartment that apartment is between three thousand to five thousand dollars to rent yeah it's a big apartment in an expensive ass city and it's basically a condo yeah like the actual building is a condo so during some scenes and rehearsals uh mark waters the director had mark ruffalo wear an earpiece where reese witherspoon would deliver her lines even though she wasn't on set and so it was like he was constantly hearing a radio station in his head while trying to talk to other actors oh crazy okay which is maddening that's crazy yeah it's awesome though i like it yeah after receiving essentially what's called like a, a pitch or a query doc, a rough outline of the story, the producers bought the rights to the novel without having actually read this the is book. Based on this based on a book? Yeah, this is based on a book. What? Uh, and they just bought it sight unseen. <laughs> what? Which is crazy. That's wild. Okay. Now, here's what's really interesting. So the interior of the apartment is a different place. It's not the same as the exterior. Right. The interior of this apartment belongs to one of the screenwriters for this movie. Really? Where, yeah, she, or it used to. She used to live in this apartment and had them source it for shooting. She also suggested John Heater, a.k.a. Napoleon Dynamite, for the role of Daryl, and both things end up in the movie. Awesome. pretty crazy. Yeah. Now, that apartment specifically had fire escapes and catwalks outside some of the windows yeah but because they weren't using them in the movie some people did not know they were there and so 
after one bad take while shooting, Mark Ruffalo, as a joke, jumped out of a window knowing there was a catwalk outside. Okay. Landed on the catwalk, but freaked the fuck out of the crew. Oh, my God. <laughs> where they were just God. like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then he popped up and was like, I'm okay. Mark seems like a guy I'd like to hang out with. Oh, yeah. He just seems like a genuine oh, nice guy. 100%. I'd like to hang out with Mark Ruffalo. I think the kind of hanging out with I'm talking about is very different than hanging out with that Paige is talking about. I mean, I don't know. If, who knows? Uh, it's, <laughs> we'll never know. For all but five days of the shoot, Reese Witherspoon was in the same outfit. Yeah. I mean, she wears that same outfit like the, the entire whole movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, the wedding video that Mark Ruffalo watches is actually one of the assistant's weddings. So like one of the director's assistants. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, according to the DVD commentary, they did something a little unique for this movie that to my knowledge has only really been done maybe one other time in the same way. And part of that is because it's very, very difficult to find rooftops like that that have a view of San Francisco in that way. Yeah. So what they did is they built a soundstage that looked like the roof and then they green screen around the soundstage yeah. and then add in the San Francisco skyline in CGI. Do you know the other film that has done this specifically for San Francisco? The Room. Yes. Yep. <laughs> now the difference with The Room, if you have not seen The Room. I think the budget on The Room was a little bit smaller than this. <laughs> it was. Now here's the crazy <laughs> thing about The Room. The Room shot both in Los Angeles and in San Francisco, but in one of the apartment buildings that they shot in, they had access to a roof. They actually had a roof that they could shoot on and it had a view. But instead, they chose to do what they did here and build it and green screen it. So crazy. And it looks crazy in the room. Yeah, it does. It's wild. And I know they do this for other films and stuff, too. But specifically for this exact same issue in San Francisco, I thought it's funny that both this and the room did the same thing. Yeah. Now, the apartment building that they filmed at is actually three stories tall. We see it from the exterior. We've seen it in other movies. Uh, but the view from the roof is actually from a much taller building. It's actually like 20 stories higher. Oh, wow. Than what a third story would be. Okay. Um. They look down on other buildings, like down on other buildings that are the same height as their building, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. So his uh, late wife's name is Laura in the movie. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon's full name is Laura Jean Reese Witherspoon. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Interestingly enough, following the film Napoleon Dynamite, which came out the year before this, there was an urban legend that John Heater had actually died shortly after filming Wrapped for Napoleon Dynamite and that that's why he hadn't been in other movies. Um, he did not. He is still alive to this yeah, day. he's still acting. Um, but when this movie came out, it, it basically like squashed that rumor. Yeah, that's funny. Now, after three months of being in a persistent vegetative state, uh, she would have had to have been extubated and had a tracheostomy to be used for the ventilator. Um, but I think it's because they want it to be Reese Witherspoon and not look, yeah. you know. So there are actually two different actors from Marvel films in this movie. Number one, Mark Ruffalo, Of course, obviously. yeah, yeah. But also, did you know that Donald Logue was Quinn in Blade in 1998 and Mac <laughs> in Ghost Rider in 2007? I did oh not know God. that. That's amazing. There you go. Now, when Elizabeth and David visit Daryl, John Heater's character, in the bookstore, like basically the first time they bring Reese Witherspoon to the bookstore, the song in the background is Spooky, performed yeah. by Imogen Heap, 
And it's a really interesting cover, but I thought that was really funny that they just kind of layered that in underneath. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk some box office. So what do you think the production budget was for Just Like Heaven in 2005 when this movie came out? I would say $27 million. Okay. Paige, what do you think? Uh, mm, I'm going to say it's not that high. I'm going to say closer to $10 million. Okay. Okay. So the budget for this movie was $58 million. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and when you adjust that for inflation, that's about $84.2 million today. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. I mean, it, they do shoot all over San Francisco and they have two big stars at the time in the movie. Like, I sort of get where that money went, but it wasn't spent on the effects, Mikey. Anyway, so this movie came out on... September 16th, 2005, and it was number one the weekend it came out. It beat number two that weekend was The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Number three was Lord of War. Number four was The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and number five was Cry Wolf. But what do you think Just Like Heaven made in its first weekend in the uh, U.S. domestic market? Not as much as any of those movies. (laughs) I mean, it was number one. It made more than all those movies. It, it, it was, but Exorcism of Emily Rose goes on to make ass loads of money. Oh, you mean total, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry, absolutely. Uh, let's see, first week, I'm going to say it made 20 mil. Okay, all right, Mikey, what do you think? I'm going to say 25 million. Okay, so it made $16.4 million in the first week at the box office, um, and it then went on to be in the theaters for 11 more weeks. So it was in the theaters for a while. But what do you think it made domestically, total? I'm going to say total, it made 45. Okay, Mikey, what do you think? 60. All right. It made 48 million, 48.3 million specifically. So it did not make it its budget back domestically, but worldwide it made an extra $52 million. So it did just barely squeak above $100 million at $100.6 million. And if you adjust that for inflation, that would put the 106 up to $146.2 million today. It also made $37.7 million in home market performance. Jeez. So it made a lot of money. I mean, I realize wow. it probably by U.S. standards was like a bomb or or maybe not a bomb, but just was not a success. But internationally right. and home market really lifted it up to where it made good money. Damn. Yeah. But that's your box office. So do you guys still think they're together? Yeah. 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 But I think her family's very suspicious of him. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think they're still together. Second relationships typically work out more than first relationships and they're older in life. They probably know more about what they want than like I did when I was 25 and got married. So, yeah. I, I also think that maybe she's not a doctor, though. No, I think she's stayed a doctor. Or if, if she is, she's not taking the job that she left. Oh, I don't so know. So even if she is a doctor, she's probably made different choices. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's now an attending physician and not a resident, so her schedule would be a lot better just because of that yeah. anyway. And she could do like local tenums instead of like taking an attending position somewhere and, and work less hours. I mean, I definitely do think she finds a way to strike a better work-life balance. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely think that's a, one of the themes of the movie. And I think that would be carried on in their relationship for sure. Mm-hmm. So this week, Mikey made us watch Just Like Heaven. Paige, what are you going to make us watch next week? So next week is episode 90. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it is. I started out looking for like, okay, what's the most bonkers 90s rom-com? And <laughs> as I was going through them, I realized we had done most of them already. Yeah, we've done a lot. Oh no. Like a huge amount of them. But one came up 
that I was like, ooh, I remember that one. I don't really want to pick it, but it made me think of one that my sister and I used to watch all the time that unfortunately is not 90s. It's 2001. But I had to pick it based on pure unhinged insanity. I'm hoping neither of you have seen it. And that movie is Kate and Leopold. Oh, no, I have seen it. You've seen Kate and Leopold? Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. But yes! if, if you want to start with me, Michael, Mikey's crazy time travel romance summer, I am here for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I will say the one that made me think of Kate and Leopold that I didn't choose that I will reserve for a later date was Beautician and the Beast. That would have been the other. Oh, wow. Pick. OK, yeah. Uh, but no, it is Kate and Leopold next week. Yeah, but this is um, Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this. Yeah. OK, so your homework for next week is to confuse a early 2000s movie for a 90s movie and watch Kate and Leopold <laughs> while wine drunk. Yes, while wine drunk. Oh. I was like sitting there <laughs> looking at it at the description. I was like, is this going to be as crazy as I remember it being as a child? And I like loved that movie yeah. as like a tween. And then I reread the description. I was like, oh, it's crazier than I remember. <laughs> like, let's get yes. into it. It's going to be yes. fucking wild. I honestly haven't seen it in a long, long time. I mean, maybe since the early 2000s, but it's available for streaming on HBO right now. And uh, you can rent it on every other renting platform if you don't yep. have HBO. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I do. From Ringo Hellcat. Ooh. Title of review, highlight of my Thursdays. Oh, thank you. Such a fun podcast. The hosts have great chemistry, but... Oh, no. They pick on Mikey too much. Oh, did you write this review? Hang on. No. Hang on. No. This is bullshit. Hang on. Thanks to this podcast, I have a list of movies to watch with my wife. Aww. Keep up the great work. That's super great. Well, Ringo Hellcat, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show SHO like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Ugh. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I want to do an in her body experience. Hell yeah, Mikey. No. Maybe this is where we should do your pickup line for the movie. Mm -hmm. I love it. Bye. Not quite a ghost nerds. La, 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 la.